South Dakotans, welcome to the Dakota Rustler Show, aiming to keep America, its citizens, and minds free. Now, here's your host, Daryl Root. Hello, and welcome to the Dakota Rustler Show. Today's main topic is the State of the Union. I'm going to use the entire podcast time to cover that, so tidbits will not be a part of the show today. Ah, before we get to that, though, I need to do a few shout-outs. Number one, my usual shout-out to Danheim, the provider of all the music on this show. They get a free plug. I get to use their music. Check them out on Spotify if you wish. Also want to give out a shout out to Arbel who does all the voiceovers for this show. She can be found at arbelvoiceoverartist.com. So if you need any voiceovers for your video or audio productions, let her ring, you know, get a hold of her. So, all right, let's move on to the State of the Union address by Joe Biden. Notice I did not call him president. (laughs) All right, he started off by making a couple of statements. I'm going to read from my notes. I didn't type them up on the computer this time around. He started by saying freedom will always triumph over tyranny when he was talking about Russia and the attack on the Ukraine. Number one, I'd like to know what his definition of tyranny is because freedom will not always triumph over tyranny. In fact, tyranny usually triumphs over freedom. Here in America, just in my short lifetime of 63 years, I've seen us become less free, more taxed, more regulated, and, you know, more tyrannical, you know, and it's been happening for the last 246 years. You know, we started out as a free country, but every generation that comes along builds up government more and more and more. We become less free. We have less root or more rules, more regulations, more taxes. So no, freedom does not always triumph over tyranny. Ask the people in North Korea what they think of that statement, you know. Their hope for freedom is slim and none. So no, freedom doesn't always triumph over tyranny. It'd be great if it did, but it doesn't. Another statement that he said you know, about the entire economy and life in America in general is, quote, we're going to be okay, unquote. I don't want a president that says we're going to be okay. Okay is not a good word. We're going to be fine. We're going to be great. Our greatest days are ahead. That's positive. Okay is like saying probably. You know, if you're out ice fishing, you know, that's a big thing here in South Dakota because the lakes freeze over, you know. If you're out ice fishing and you're telling your buddies that we're probably not going to fall through the ice, that doesn't give a whole lot of confidence to anybody. So, Joe, you know, we're not going to be okay. It's not a good statement and a good way to start off a State of the Union speech. I mean, come on. Uh, He touted his American rescue plan and how it's gotten through everything. And 
over the course of the speech, he talked about how he wanted to just throw more money at this stuff. Well, throwing money at everything is what got us into this mess, Joe. It's what got us high inflation. It what it's what has American job participation rate at basically at an all-time low. You know, unemployment isn't low because people have jobs. Unemployment is low because people quit participating in the job market. You know, tell the truth, Joe. You know, you've got your own version, but the reality doesn't suggest what you're saying is true. For some reason, he couldn't resist on picking in tr on Trump and the 1%. You've been president now for 13 months. Get over Trump. He's no longer president. Quit blaming Trump for everything. Granted, you didn't mention him by name, but you said the last administration. We all know you were picking on Trump. It's time to let it go. His policies are no longer in effect. You know, with all the executive orders you signed, if you didn't like any of his policies, it's your fault because you didn't do enough executive orders, which, by the way, executive orders were supposed to be meant for American emergencies, you know, when our freedom was literally at stake, you know, not for every little whim that Congress wouldn't pass that you wanted passed. So quit blaming Trump for everything. Granted, I'm not a big Trump fan either, but quit blaming him. Ah, uh, you also stated that 65 million jobs were created. No, they weren't. Most of those jobs weren't created. They were simply rehires from people who lost their jobs due to government overreaction to COVID, which note how everything that I've been saying the last two years is slowly coming out as being true. Masks don't work. Vaccines don't really prevent the spread. They just lessen the conditions. You know, COVID's starting to take a back seat right now. And the reason for that is... Da -da -da -da, it's an election year. You're hoping to get Congress and the Senate reelected. I'm going to make a prediction now and say that's not going to happen. Republicans are going to win both the world really needs to change. We need libertarians winning both, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, infrastructure. You touted your infrastructure bill, which is going to help build new roads and bridges, repair the ones that are in bad shape. I agree with this. I have totally agreed with, you know, rebuilding roads and getting a strong infrastructure. However, I simply don't like how you want to pay for it and have paid for it by increasing taxes. There are plenty of other areas of waste that the government has. There are plenty of things that government should not be involved in. That needs to be eliminated. Then maybe you can use some of that funding for your roads and bridges. It shouldn't be all new funding. So oh, let's try, if you want to pay for things, let's try paying for it with funds that we already use for stuff that isn't necessary. Uh, you talked about 500,000 electrical charging stations for EV vehicles being brought to market, you know, so people can charge their cars. This is something that government should not be doing. If EVs are 
such a great thing, then let the EV manufacturers build these charging stations. You know, Tesla's building a lot of their own, as far as I know. I'm, they're probably getting government money, because who doesn't nowadays? But vehicle manufacturers who are building these electric vehicles, they should be the ones building the charging stations and putting them up at major thoroughfares, highways, roads, and everywhere else. You know, government should not be doing this. Private enterprise should be doing this. Oh, what else did you mention? You mentioned Buy America. You picked on Trump, but yet you've got a Buy America policy just the same way Trump did. And I agree, Buy America. But you don't force people to buy America. You do things that make America more competitive. And you don't do it by increasing the cost of business in America. You want to increase the minimum wage. You want to increase paid leave. You put so many mandates on businesses that it becomes more expensive for them to do business. Buy America is great. We should all do it. We should voluntarily do it. I try to buy American products everywhere possible. You know, one of the first things I do when I go shopping is look where something is made. If it's made in China, I put it back unless I have no other choice. You know, if it's made in another country, I still look for American-made products first. I'm willing to pay a little extra, and I think all Americans should be willing to pay a little extra, but you don't do it by force. <coughs> Excuse me. You also talked about a city in Ohio, which will be the site for a new Intel semiconductor plant. Again, government's getting involved in this, you know, throwing a bunch of money at it this is important it is a part of our national security because everything relies on semiconductors including our military and just about every electronic piece of equipment out there which we're using we do need to build more of our own semiconductors i think we only build about 10 percent of what america 12% of what America uses. Taiwan is the main manufacturer of semiconductors, up to 92% in various markets. We don't want China being in control of that. So instead of being put in a situation where we might have to defend Taiwan someday, we need to try and avoid that so we don't have to defend them. <clears throat> so let's build our own. But let's try and do it through private enterprise not using government money i'm kind of on the fence about that we maybe we do need some government money to get it up and running but it should be a loan it shouldn't be flat out government money building it these semiconductor manufacturers need to pay it back um what else he wants the lower cost of everything he wants to lower costs, not your wages. That was a statement he says. You know, how do you build something in America cheaper with lower cost? Joe, we're in a period of inflation. Companies can't build with lower costs. Their costs are skyrocketing hugely. You know, my Camp Ridger business, you know, that I used to sponsor this show. You know, two years ago, I could ship out 
the four pack of my seasonings for $7.25. The last time I shipped something out, which was just a couple days ago, it was $9.60. That's 40% of what I charge for the product. It's hard to have an online business when shipping is 40% of your product cost. It's you can't build cheaper by increasing wages and reducing costs when costs are going up. So with that, we're going to take a short break. Well, I'll see you back here in 50 seconds. If you enjoy grilling and cooking, Camp Bridger seasonings are for you. All four blends are salt-free and designed to enhance the flavor of food, not bury it. The popular four-pack can be purchased and shipped anywhere in the continental U.S. for around 33 bucks, depending on your state sales tax rate. Visit our sponsor's website at CampBridger.com for more information. Anything Dakota Rustler related can be found at dakotarustler.org. There, you will find links to audio and video versions of the latest episodes. You can also support the show through purchase of merchandise, donations, or sponsorship. Sponsors will be recognized on air and or the website. Thank you for listening. And now, back to the show. Hello and welcome back. Just a reminder, this podcast can be found on TuneIn, Spotify, iHeart, and a few other sites. And the video, the new home for the video, is Telegram. You'll have to download an app for that. The only information they require is a phone number. And as far as I know, they don't spy on you, but who knows today? Who, who can you trust? <laughs> anyway, let's get back to the main topic of the State of the Union. Uh, Joe Biden, he wants to lower prescription drug cost. Well, this is kind of like price controls. You know, you mentioned one drug that supposedly was $10 per treatment, and he wants to maximize the cost at $35. This all sounds fine and dandy, but America basically pays for the world's prescription costs. We create a lot of things in America because our R&D is greater than any other country's R&D for the most part. You know, so we come up with a drug, other countries get that drug, they're government subsidized. Well, the only reason other countries' drugs are cheaper than ours is because they're government subsidized. And I don't want that here in America because government subsidies are just tax taxes. You know, he doesn't mention that the drugs are cheaper because the people are paying taxes in advance in order to fund all those drugs. They're paying for it. They're just paying for it in advance. And that's kind of what Joe's looking at doing. You know, let's increase our taxes so the government can pay a bunch or put price controls on them. It's not going to work. I mean, granted, drug prices should come down, but here's a novel idea. How about telling Americans to live a healthier lifestyle? Every time I go to the store, I have a tendency to look what's in the cart of the person ahead of me. And the junk food they buy is ridiculous. I mean, their carts are loaded up with sodas, they're loaded up with snacks, they're loaded up with a bunch of 
boxed and canned processed goods, if you're buying food instead of buying ingredients to make your own food, you've got a health problem. You know, if you want to bring medical costs are never going to come down until Americans treat themselves better and make their own food instead of buying food, if you get what I'm trying to say. We need to treat our bodies better and we're not doing it. And you can actually eat fairly cheap by making your own. It's a lot cheaper than buying the pre-boxed, pre-canned, pre-packaged, frozen BS. Oh, uh, what else? He wants to negotiate Medicare costs. Why aren't we doing this already? Everybody else in the world, when they buy something, they're free to negotiate. When you go to buy a car, do you just pay the retail price on that thing? Do you just accept what their payment for your old car, your trade-in is worth? Virtually everybody negotiates when it comes to buying a car. And there's other things they negotiate too. You know, I mean, I didn't negotiate my last one because personally I thought I got a steal. You know, I got more money, you know, let's just say I thought the car was worth more than what they were charging. So I didn't negotiate. I thought I'm already getting a good deal. <laughs> you know, and that happened to me once before. They wanted to give me so much money for a trade and it's like, I'm trading in a piece of junk. You just don't realize it yet. So I didn't negotiate that one either. But, you know, Medicare, we should have been in the... Well, Medicare prices should have been negotiated from the start. So if they're not being negotiated, something's wrong. And I just noticed that I had the wrong date on my podcast up here. If you're watching the video edition, it should say March 4 not february 26 so my mistake there ah he wants to cut energy costs by using tax credits again tax credits aren't reducing the cost of anything if you're paying money in advance through taxes and using it for cheaper energy you're still paying the same amount of money you can't give tax credits out to people without taking tax from other people so it's not cheaper. It's how it gets paid. How it gets paid is just varied. It's just as expensive. Projects cost the same amount whether tax credits are being used or not. Um, he wants to cut the cost of child care. Well, how do you do that? You know, child child care is pricey. He talked about fourteen thousand per person. You know, that's only seven dollars an hour. You know, he wants to increase the the minimum wage how do you cut if you want to if you're going to increase the minimum wage so that people have a decent living how do you cut your child care cost you know those are two conflicting things you can't do both you can't cut child care costs and increase the minimum wage that people are earning to do their job the only way you can decrease that is through t- tax incentives tax credits and then you're taxing people you're not decreasing anything you're just transferring money from one person to another he talked about corporate taxes increasing corporate taxes making sure every corporation pays their fair share hey joe corporations don't pay taxes they never have they don't now and they never will they pass that cost on to a consumer 
Here in South Dakota, we don't have a state corporate income tax. Why? Because we don't need it, for one. And number two, the cost of doing business here in South Dakota, the cost of living here, is cheaper than it is in most of the rest of the U.S. And one reason is we don't have a corporate income tax. Corporations don't pay taxes. They may write the bill, they may put their signature on the check, but they don't pay them. Consumers pay them through higher prices. Simple economics, economics 101, something everybody should have learned in high school or college at the latest. Oh, what else do you got here, Joe? <clears throat> Uh, he's kind of mentioned monopolies and how in a lot of industries three or four companies own 80 to 90 percent of the market here I'm gonna agree with them well technically a lot of places aren't monopolies they're kind of what I call semi monopolies I've always been against two top 10 industry companies merging and becoming even bigger it eliminates competition you know a little while ago sprint and t-mobile merged that should not have been allowed you know they were both top 10 in their industry and by merging them it reduced competition we do need to increase competition not reduce it so here i'm going to agree with joe on that oh what else as i said he wants to increase the minimum wage he wants to expand paid leave again if you're going to build america with american jobs using american products and build cheaper you can't be increasing the cost of businesses and running a business you can't increase paid leave you can't increase minimum wage you have to leave all of that to the free market if a company wants to expand paid leave let them if a company wants to increase their wages, let them. When you mandate it, you're not going to get cheaper labor, Joe. You're not going to get built in America at a lower cost. You're going to get it at a higher cost. Uh, he's kind of mentioned that COVID is good enough now, low enough now, we can put it on the back burner. You know, I mean, he still wants to encourage vaccines encourage mask wearing but he's kind of putting it on a back burner again because it's an election year and he knows that if COVID is in the forefront democrats aren't going to get elected back to the senate and the house you know so he kind of put that on a back burner oh i think i got oh and one last thing i see i'm running way over time here he said manufacturers of guns can't be sued that it's the only business in America that can't be sued. Joe, you are flat out wrong. You are flat out lying. Gun manufacturers can be sued, but only if their product is faulty. You know, you go to fire a gun for some reason, instead of firing it, it backlashes at you and blows up in your face or something of that nature gun manufacturers can still be sued over a faulty product they simply can't be sued over misuse of their product and that's the way it should be in every business and pretty much is in every business you know if i get a hammer and i use it for what it's intended for and say the back end of it flies off the claw of the hammer flies off and into my eye i can sue them for a faulty hammer 
However, if I'm using it to bludgeon somebody to death by beating them over the head with it, the victim can't sue the hammer manufacturer because I misused the product in an attempt to beat them to death. You know, abuse of a product should never be allowed in a lawsuit no matter what the product is. Only faulty equipment should be allowed for lawsuits. So, Joe, you simply lied. Gun manufacturers can be sued. And with that, I'm close to five minutes over. So, I'm going to call it a day, call it a message. You know the mantra by now. Question authority. Always be free. Class dismissed. And let's go, Brandon. Thank you for listening to the Dakota Rustler Show, a production of DL Root. All rights reserved by DL Root, Buzzsprout.com, and their shared partners. Unauthorized use is prohibited. This show is sponsored by Camp Bridger Seasonings. Visit our sponsor's website at campbridger.com for more information. 